watching Prohibition fall down. Hey, what's up, DGC? It's Scotty Real hanging out with Love for the Plant. What's up, brother? Hey, how's it going? It's going really good, man. It's going really good. And hey, we were hanging out. Love for the Plant's friends with Frosty McNuggets. They came up a couple weeks ago. They gave us a little schooling on some solvent lists. Actually, that was just last week, wasn't it, man? It was last week during Deal. the blizzard. Time flies, man. Time flies when you're having fun, man. But, uh, uh, Frosty talked about uh, a solvent hash last time, or solvent extracts, I should say. Man, I'm dating myself, man. And uh, I wanted to love for the plant to talk about solventless, or basically water, is solventless water hash? Is that what we're talking yes, about there? Yes, yes. So bu- um, water hash, bubble hash is just a form of solventless. Okay. So yeah, and that's what I would, you know, I'll be focusing on today. We could talk for an hour on each kind of solventless. So. Show me that high end. You brought a couple of high end yeah. hashes, right? You brought uh-huh. like what what's it called? The six star water hash that I like to make fun of. Right. Yep. Otherwise known as full melt. Yeah. And Guru, you can put yeah. up a picture of this for us, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, check it out. It's uh it's totally it's like a white powder. It's strange, man. It, oh, I mean, and, and it really, it, it breaks down to being just trichome heads. That's what it is. It's just Super a sift. Refined, sift, refined uh, now, trichome heads. Okay, so I know that when you're doing when dry sift and everything like that, you're trying to sift the broken heads from the whole ones and all that, right? right? Same concept when you're doing water extraction? Pretty much, for the most part. Yeah, except you will come out with, if done properly, you will come out with a uh, cleaner product than dry sift. Okay, so we were talking before, and I remember I went and got, I think they had like a six-bag system, bubble bags. Yeah. I don't know if they still make, is bubble bags still a brand, man? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Fuck one of the yeah. premium brands. In fact, he has a couple of different tiers of them now. Excellent. Um, yeah, they so. used to have like a three-bag system, which for somebody like me, I was just glad to make something I could smoke out of my fucking leaves right. and trim. Yeah, like right now they have four-bag, five-bag, eight-bag, um, you know, depending on one's needs, will, right. will dictate which one you want. Do you buy them um, off Wish.com, man? No. Well, no, no. And I mean, kind of break that down a little yeah. bit. When, when we're talking about like a five or an eight bag system, it's having different micron screens so you can have the different grades of, of trichome heads or trichome sure. stalks or just uh, separating your plant material. It, it lets you have different grades of hash and then kind of. Is now, it from there. Do you need six different grades of hash? Is that yeah. how it works, man? So I'll give an example, you know, j- just to follow up on what Guru said. Um, like these bags right here, I have a five-bag set. Right. Not optimal because I go from 120 micron to 73 micron. Okay. There's no 90 in between. So big, for big some, quality so difference? So for some cultivars, 90 may be that sweet spot. Oh, whoa. So, so it's cult- the, so, the type of the cultivar, the type of cannabis that you're straining makes a difference in the size of the trichome head? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. well, that probably determines. Yeah, in, probably- in fact, different cultivars even have different shapes of trichome heads. Wow, so, and that makes sense why yeah. some guys are telling us they're getting crazy big yields off of off of these strains, you know, oh, specific yeah. cultivars. Oh, yes, there's a huge difference in yield um, from one cultivar to the next. We, we've seen um, yields of over... Over 20%. Right. Um, for like a pre-98 Bubba or um, there are some others that yield really well. And uh, actually, so I'll name a few. Like Gorilla Glue 4, obviously, that's one that would doesn't surprise many people that sure. does really well with it's Bubble a beast. Hash. Yeah, but um, Sour Kush, Banana Kush, those are some some less um, known ones that, that yield really well. Really? Yeah. I actually have some banana kush, man. I should should hook a brother up, Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, I would put an emphasis on if you're going to wash something, wash one that you know 
um, I tell you will, what. will produce well. In fact, we brought we tried to bring in like some old um, or not old, but like some trendy strains. Right. Whenever I was working at um, at that facility, well, I'll get into it a little bit later. But sure. um, <laughs> when we brought in those strains, we were only getting a yield of like three to five percent. When we're used to getting like eighteen to twenty two percent. And we did everything the same. So that's how much it matters. And that's why you often hear some people talk about, well, I tried bubble hash and just couldn't get <laughs> sure, the Sure, sure. They may actually be good at making bubble hash and just had the wrong cultivar the whole time. You know, you so. say being good at making bubble hash. It, mm-hmm. it definitely is an art. I used to make mm-hmm. it. I was Like I said, I was just psyched to get something smokable. Yeah. I, my friend or my, you know, the, my, one of my growing partners was uh, an artist, like a true, you know, could paint and draw yeah. and everything like that. We would leave him alone for the night with a six pack of Budweiser and, and a wooden spoon. Mm-hmm. And that's all he would use, man. But he would, he would just make the best fucking hash. I mean, it was like dabbable hash in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was amazing. The devil's in the details is what you're telling me, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so you're going to hook us up with little details, man? Is that right? Absolutely. So, All right, cool. Yeah, well, I mean, first off, just what I, I don't mean yeah. to interrupt, but I'm going to start no, with good. if I'm going on Amazon or I'm going online, what the fuck do I buy? What do I need? Uh, well, the, so you'll see a wide range in price on the bags. Right. And um, I that was a mystery that, you know, I'd always wondered what the real difference is between the different qualities of bags, different levels of bags. Right. I actually asked one of the more reputable, actually the person I respect the most, who's probably gone through a hundred different bags. <laughs> and I was like, so tell me, break this down for me. What, what do you, what do you not get with the cheaper bags? Like from, you know, like a cheap Amazon versus sure. like a bubble man bag. Yep. And he said, the screens are pretty comparable actually um maybe a slight difference right but what you um but what you're going to get with your cheaper bags are little pieces of thread that come off um and it gets into your hash and it was funny because that's a big deal yeah so i made some at home actually this is one of those cheaper sets right and um you know i you you couldn't see the threads until you put it up underneath the microscope and, you know, you're looking at trichome heads. If you make really nice bubble right, hash, you right. to, you're looking at it very closely. And we started noticing little bitty tiny, like, red threads and shit. And, and when you go for what, bubble, what, who is it, the Bubble Man bags? Right, right. Who, yeah. Who, who makes the good ones? Yeah, Bubble Man is, okay. um, is you know, that's, I, you know, I'm calling his bags out because that's one of the people I learned from earlier. That's on. what I, I was going to say. Shout dude, out to that guy yeah, because. Man, he put, he put so much education out there. Yup. Like, yep, that's exactly yeah, the style especially we Especially back like, in the man. old school. I mean, it's, yeah, I was watching his videos in Prohibition Land, just couldn't wait. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's inspirational. I remember yeah. I was, I was uh, in Canada, and I saw uh, uh, bubble bags for the first time, and I was on vacation with my now wife and my girlfriend back then. I think I had 200 bucks left on vacation, and they were $285. I was like, empty your wallet. I need, trust me, this will work. But I was so excited to bring those things back. For me, it was like lead in the gold because I couldn't figure out what to do with all my trim, you know, Mm -hmm. 10, 20 lights of trim. That's a garbage bag of trim. Right. Yeah. Yeah, So these these were amazing. All right. So we we got the brands now as far as four, five, eight, you know, what what do we buy? If I'm just, does that matter how much of a connoisseur I'm trying to be? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, if you're, you know, if you're just making bubble hash for bowl toppers, or um, yep, or if you're just going to press, you know, if you, even if you want to press it out into a rosin, which we'll get into a little bit later, right? Um, yeah, I mean, you can get by with a lot of things. It's just a matter of, you know, as I go through the different things, it's just a matter of 
maybe a 5% difference. You, gotcha. know? you can still get top shelf bubble hash by not doing some of these things or, you know, maybe not having a the best bag system. Um, but you're just talking about incremental gains with some of the things we'll be talking about. So Deal, deal. All right, so it, well, first off, I'm intrigued, man. Big plants, big trikes? Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's, um, the, you know, when I worked for the, oh, well, I'll just go ahead and say, so, you know, I, I have a lot of experience just, um, making bubble hash at home, watching right. all, you know, watched all the videos, sure. read all the forums, um, a lot of trial and error. Right. But um, shortly thereafter, I started working at one of, well, at the time was the most reputable solvent, solventless company in the state of Colorado. So, yeah. you know, I kind of took my personal experience and that professional experience right. and um, came up with just a list of tips and tricks you know, that I just learned over time. And a lot of these tips and tricks, you wouldn't, you won't find in summation, all of them in, in like a single video, how to video. Yeah. You'd be hard pressed to find, you know, everything all at once. These are, these are tips and tricks that I've picked up over time. Sure. They're probably, I know there are others that I won't even talk about, (laughs) Um, but I kind of view these tips and tricks as like the magic that happens between the main steps of making bubble hash. Like if you go out and watch a video on how to make bubble hash, right. They'll give you those basic steps, and you better know those basic steps very well. Right. But there's some magic that happens in between there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, and there's ways you can screw it up, too. Yeah. Man. I beat the hell out of the uh, out of the material before, man. Gentle. Yeah, so I, we'll get into it, man. Yeah. Let, let, let's get into some of the specifics, if we could. Yeah. Man. So take me through the process. We got our bubble bag showed up from Bubble Man, from mm-hmm. UPS Man, got them. What else do I need? Um, well, for, first of all, you want to work in a cooler environment. Um, I prefer like 50 degrees. Obviously, you wouldn't want to work in the freezer because right. things are going to start freezing up. Sure. Um, but yeah, the, in, in Colorado, we we have very cool weather most of the time. Wow, so that probably just does working outside, huh? that, that, that's very convenient. So, okay, so coolly agreed. So if I'm if I'm in Florida, if I'm, I'm thinking of my buddies in Florida or something like that, can can you work inside a refrigerator or something? Do you absolutely. get a mini fridge? Is yeah, that what they do? Yeah. yeah. All right. Do you know something about that? No, I do okay. not, man. But that's okay. uh, sounds like a decent idea. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like something wacky that I would tell my uh-huh. buddy to do. Yeah. Look, I need you to work inside the refrigerator, okay, man? Yeah. Trust me, it's going to be dank. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so we can work outside, fifty degree temperature or something like that. What do we do with the material? now and and what, do we need anything i know you got a, cu- a couple tricks up your sleeve man. well the do first we- thing is you know optimally you want to use um, reverse osmosis water okay um, but we all know the drawback first of all ro water is costly and but and it's also taxing on the environment so you can make a judgment call on whether you want to do that or not but just know that that's what the the top shelf hash that you're seeing out on the market right, right. now they're using RO water. Is that different so, than distilled water as far as if a... Uh, um, guru? Yeah, it should be clean, right? It, You're it, just trying to get clean water, right? Clean water, yeah. Yeah, I without mean, minerals yeah. in it, right? With a no minerals in it. Distilled is not going to have that or not going to have much of that at all. Okay, cool. But clean water. Good. Yeah. All right, next step. What do we do, man? Uh, so you'll just... Uh, well, you harvest your plant. Yep. So we and dry it. Oh, hey, what yeah. the fuck is a freeze dryer, man? Why does Guru want a freeze dryer? <laughs> Do we need one? So um, as we go through these the bubble hash making, right? The very end, the 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 final step. Well, I guess the final step of the bubble hash right. would be to put it in a freeze. Okay, dryer. so and and you know everyone's talking about that right now because it's a huge investment. Yeah, but 
Okay, so we don't need, so all we do is we dry our plant normally. Do we need to cure the plant? Um, so, th- so there, yes, you can do cured flour. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the top shelf bubble hash right. or rosin that's being made out on the market right now is actually being done with fresh frozen material. And that's where most of my experience is. Fresh frozen. So yep. we're so not chop- drying, we're, we're not drying the material Correct, at all? Yep. So chop the plant, you know, you can let it set, sit for up to two hours, um, People have different opinions on that. I like letting some of the moisture out of it. Right. Wow. This uh, is a trip. Yeah. And then um, put, it, put it in the freezer. Right. Let it freeze for at least 24 hours. Okay. Um, and then that's when you can start the extraction process with um, making bubble hash. And now we're not uh, we're not bl- breaking it up or anything. We're not using a grinder yeah, on it. N- you don't want to grind it too much, but you also don't want too big of uh, colas in there. So we are using a grinder? Um, no, it's just more of a it's just more of a manual um, okay, cutting, breaking it up. manual cutting Looking of smaller buds. Got yes. it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough, so, man. All right. So come on, give me some tips, man. So how long are we soaking this for? Okay. So, um, yeah, so let's get. I'm, I want to get yeah, into that process let's because I want the DGC to be yeah, able to make some dank right absolutely. off the bat, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So um, one of the little tips that. You know, I see out there some whenever I'm just searching around, but not everyone. And some people have heard it, but then they forget it. Right. Is to, when you put your frozen material into the washer, we'll get into washers too, but you put your material into the washer, you let it soak for 15 minutes. Okay. And that's going to allow your plant material to soften a little bit so it won't become brittle. Right. Now you're saying washer. Hang on a second. Yeah, Are you talking yeah, we, about, we you need to back up a little bit. You're talking about the little bubbleator machines, man? I the am. Little bub- yeah, those things are cool. I, I thought am. I was just being lazy. Yeah. But they came out with them. I don't think they're under, they used to be under 200 bucks anyhow. They're not expensive. I thought they were Chinese washing machines is what yeah. I thought they were. Like for a little tiny apartment to wash right. like one piece of clothing at a time. Right. I don't know. Anyway, they're cool as fuck, man. Those things are, so that's, a, I call that a bubbleator. What do they call those things? Now? Yeah, I know they're different names. Sure. But anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, so many people at home will just manually sure mix um, it with a wooden spoon yeah, or yeah, something, and, and that works mm-hmm. really great, especially if you have a really smooth, you know, really smooth motion and do everything right. Right. Um, but most of my experience has been using the washer. Sure. And we've done A/B tests at the at the process at the uh, company that I worked at. Right. And it, the washer just yields. Just, so much better and it's really the labor too okay i mean it's like stir, stirring it's it it's fun at first it's like trimming at first it's uh, fun and then it gets old pretty quick yeah. if you're doing it a lot and so. you can run two or three of those washers man i've run Absolutely. two or three of those washers yeah man. they work great I, I mean all the top shelf bubble hash that's coming out they, they don't have workers in there stirring that yeah. stuff Did i don't you, know i'm sure it exists but <laughs> yeah. most of them it's washers i agree with you man yeah. i agree okay so and we're so we got a 15 minute soak Yep, then 15 minutes soak. And then we're throwing it in the machine, we're turning on the machine Absolutely. for how long? How long are we running the machine um, for? Actually, so before we turn on the machine, mm-hmm. I want to point out that um, during that soak, before or after that soak, it, oh, I've seen it done both ways. You can actually, and what I'm about to say is fairly controversial among solventless people. Okay. Because the moment you say dry ice, people want to run because they think particularly in, in the particulate in the end product. Right. Um, You're just talking about using it to keep the water colder. Absolutely. Right. So you, you have your, you have your 220 micron bag with, with your fresh frozen material in there. Right. Your ice water, 
what you can do is just kind of pepper pepper some small pieces of dry ice in around the outside of the bag. Okay, so we got and our ice water. So I forgot to explain that we that you've got to fill this bubbleator machine. And yeah, you, you got to fill it with water with a bunch of ice. Yes. The whole trick to doing yes. this stuff is do not keeping it cold. Ice. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and then you just drop some dry ice in there. And, they, you know, the, what the dry ice does is it'll just take the temperature. You know, we had one of those infrared uh, thermometers. It'll right. just take the temperature from, like, maybe 33, 34 to, to, like, 31. And since it's always moving, it's not freezing. So, sure. you, know, you can get it down 30, 31. And that matters. Like that. Just, just getting it down a few more degrees helps in quality? Absolutely, yeah. Really? Yeah, and since you soak the material, um, you're not going to get much particulate come through and what and what little comes through you'll catch dude you are fucking detailed so. man i'm looking at some of your some of your uh, tips here yeah and he says frozen utensils so you're keeping the spoon yeah. that you're that you're stirring you're yeah keep- so most people i don't have a oh sorry about that what you got come on so, hook it up you know most people's going to use a spoon similar to this right the easiest tip in the world is just to keep keep it frozen, man. Like you're touching those, you're trying to keep everything as cold as yeah. possible. So you just keep this in the freezer. So um, is, I'm curious, Guru, and you're like independent research. I know you guys have been playing with solventless. Do you keep your utensils frozen? I mean, it, it would make sense. I, I haven't thought to do that. But okay, it, see, it, it okay. Def- definitely makes sense to do that just yeah. because you're. You're trying to – you spend so much time keeping everything right at around 30 degrees that why would you want to touch it with something that's like 50 degrees right. in the process of yeah. doing it? So Hey, so – okay. So one of your other tips – I mean these are kind of sort of tips here, man. They kind of, you really get the yeah, quality Yeah, you know, up, you right? can get like a 2% gain from this, yeah. 2% gain from that. Before you know it, you have like a 10% better product. You, you know? know, I remember my buddy was in the race cars and he was talking about that. He was like, oh, you get like a half, half percent performance increase from that. I'm like, why the fuck would you spend $2,000 on a half percent or whatever? Mm-hmm. But in this case, man, for, if it costs you nothing to freeze the spoon and you get a little bit, little nudge here, a little yeah. nudge there, all of a sudden, that's how you get that six star man absolutely <laughs> yep anyway so one of the other tricks that i never used to do we i used to just take the uh the, the sink sprayer mm-hmm. spray some water on the sides because what happens when when the bubble the bubble yeah. air these things bubble up what they yeah. used to say if it doesn't bubble it ain't worth the trouble right uh, so it bubbles up and you'll get all sorts of collection you know bubbles all over the side there man so i would spray them with a little sink hose but that wasn't very cold water yeah What's so your what, tip? what a lot of people are doing now is you get like a pump sprayer like one um, of the, you said like that metal Guru, would you throw a picture of this metal chapin sprayer up, yeah. man? It's cool as hell. Uh, th- these are always available. I would say just use it. You, know, you can use these things for spraying other things, but uh, yeah. just use this one for spraying plain water. Yeah, well, and, and, and this is really for kind of spraying and doing like a secondary wash on yep. the trichome heads you have there Correct. to try and like spray through any uh, trichome stalks or anything that might be left over and kind of clean up the trichome heads that are left in there. I just Which thought it was really cool. Keeping stuff from sticking to the sides, man. But yep. what do I know? Yep. And another little tip is don't just use water, use ice water. Right? There you go. Why not throw some ice into that sprayer. Sure. So Okay, so and now so what do you stack those bags on top of each other? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the the highest micron bag in my case is two hundred and twenty would be on top. Right. And then you just go down to the smaller bags. Now, the 220, show that one, because that's the different bag. The 220 um, yeah. is the one that holds all, oh, the, well, all no, the material. So there's a 220. So actually, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So the bag that goes inside the washer, mm-hmm. that's a 220 bag. Right. And so that bag is just like, 
you zip it up, you know, that's where you put all your frozen material in. And it's just a really simple bag that's just nothing but a big screen. It's it's almost like the size of a screen. A 220 microns Mm -hmm. is big. The idea is to let, just to let everything wash through there Mm -hmm. without letting a bunch of plant material go through. Yep. So Um, then, then you do a second 220 after that? Can. Just to make sure that nothing leaked out. You know, the 220, mine has like a crappy zipper on it. Right. So, yeah. Okay, so you and screen it again. And it can help you later on in the later steps, too, to go ahead and get some of that. Any, any plant matter out yeah. is what we're trying to do there. Okay, right. so that's our that's our first one. Now, what do we got after that? Um, so, you know, once once you go all the way down, you know, get so each bag will have its own collection. Sure. Right? And, um, you know, that's where that sprayer comes into play, and then you scoop it out. Is that you? you yeah. Now, yeah. How do you prepare that? I mean, I've done the horrible thing of actually being like, "Oh fuck it, I want to smoke," and I squeezed it. Yeah. What do you do? And then I've just let it dry before, and it comes, it kind of comes out as a really kind of strange hash. Right. Flake. So, you, so, so how do you prepare it? You'll scoop it out. I mean, it's. Um, I don't really know what to compare the consistency. It's like mud. To. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> it's mud. like muddy. Yeah. And it's it's a really since, since we have um, freeze dryers now, you you don't have to get as much moisture out of it as you used to. Okay. Like, back in the day, people would put screens on it and like press it with the paper yeah. towel. But you're smashing your trichomes. That's what I know? always felt like I was doing something wrong. But you I want to smoke. Yeah, you're smashing all right. Your trichomes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but now you know we we can just scoop it out in an almost just a very liquid form and just spread it out and then the freeze dryer. We'll um we'll pull all the moisture out. All right. Have we gotten to the freeze dryer right, stage now, at this point, time, man? Now is a good time to talk about all it. All right. Why does Guru want a freeze dryer so bad, man? It's all about turp preservation, man. Yeah, everything. You're spending so much time and energy keeping everything <coughs> cold through this whole process. Right. That why would you want to ruin it, ruin it in drying it and not lock in all those terpenes that you've spent so much time to save and collect? Uh, okay. And the freeze dryer lets you do that because it, it's just going to pull out all the water right. under a frozen temperature so that you, I mean. So a freeze dryer is basically a dehumidifier inside of a freezer? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. It's and a really simple way of putting it. Two- they're, 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 I mean, like the starting, just a small at home one is like $3,000. That's what I was going to say, yeah. a $3,000 dehumidifier inside of a freezer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's a hell of an investment. Stay tuned, man. though, because Guru and Frosty are going to create a do-it-yourself. I heard something yeah. about this, man. I heard something about this. <laughs> they were geeking out on it earlier, and I like it. it. I like what I hear. I heard the last time Frosty was here, he says, tell Guru not to buy a freeze dryer <laughs> until I talk to him. I love it, man. All right, so as far as the preparations go when we're done, what can we What can we make? How, how do so, we yeah. make? Yeah. So, so once it comes out of the freeze dryer. Right. Um, so what? Just get a friend with a freeze dryer, find a rich friend, and tell them how easy it is to do this shit? Yes, and let me know when you find that rich friend. <laughs> So, you know, that's why I don't make much myself. Hey, sure, you can you know? freeze dry lots of other stuff, too. You don't have to just freeze dry hash. That's what I've been telling myself lately. Uh, <laughs> freeze, freeze dry anything and have, like, food that's good for 20 years. Just add water. Mm-hmm. So without a freeze dryer, we can make basically a, a basic bubble hash, right? I, right. So without a freeze dryer, you're, you are letting it air dry. Um, but even with the air dry, you're going to have moisture kind of... Stuck in between those trichome heads that are all on, you know, on Got top it. of each other. Yeah. So, um, so you know, because that moisture is there, it almost creates a 
consistency that you really can't break up those trichomes very well. So, you know, the most common method is the microplaning. Anyone who's done bubble hash has sure. probably done this mm-hmm. or at least seen it done on videos. Yep, just spreading a really thin right. layer out so yep. it can dry very easily. So that freeze dryer, not only does it preserve terps, it saves a hell of a lot on labor because there is no microplaning with that. I mean, you said... You, you pull it out of the freeze dryer and it just pretty much breaks apart. It's right. It's incredible. Okay, so, so we're getting to the freeze dryer. I heard they have easy payment plans, Guru. So. I saw that. <laughs> have they Facebook targeted they, you with one oh, of those? Oh, yeah, they let you get that and a <laughs> rosin press from them. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay, so that's another thing. If I don't yep. have a freeze dryer, can I uh, just take the uh, my bubble hash and press it? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I'm um, trying to think. Most yeah. people aren't going to have access to a freeze dryer. I can I can't, I can't wait to get into what we can Correct. make if we get yeah. our buddy to spend twenty five hundred. Yeah. But let's. Uh, so yeah. what can we do for five hundred dollar rosin press? What can we do with that? Okay, so you can take that bubble hash right and put it in. Um, I prefer like a thirty six micron screen. You can you can do um, you can do like a seventy two micron screen as well. Cool. Uh, the place that I work, they actually use like a metal. Um, it was like a big sheet, just huge industrial sheet, and they just cut pieces off of it. Okay. And I really like that metal versus the nylon. So, um, but yeah, you, you put it in just a really low micron screen. Right. And press it at, you know, 150, 155. And um, so this is in, in terms of like the temperatures a lot of people press rosin at, this is a pretty cold or low temp press. Yeah, yeah. That, 150 even, to 155, just to put it in, in perspective. <laughs> sure. Like, I press flour at 185 to 210, you know, depending on what quality. So, okay, so for. real low. So it is. Is that because there's still water in it? Is that what you're doing it for? Or? I think it's just because it works you, better. It, you don't <laughs> even more terpene preservation. Right. Back okay. That, it's just not pressing at a high temperature mm-hmm. just to avoid volatizing off any of those terpenes that fall into like that temperature range. Makes sense to me, man. Makes sense to me. All right. Now, guess what? I got good news, brother. What's up? I just found somebody with a freeze dryer, man. Oh, yeah. My high roller brother, man, just oh, came through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now what can we make, man? Okay. So, you know, from that point, that's where some of the latest product that's on the market, the end product, I mean, it almost looks like butane extracted live resin. It's it just does. so terpy. Or, or, and, and a lot of it's, uh, but they'll even call it live rosin. Like, Do we yeah. have anything to show? Uh, Let's yeah. see. I'm sure yeah. I'm sure we can figure something some out. Us all. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So, so there are some techniques involved. So once you create your rosin, you know, you press, you press that bubble hash out, you have this rosin. There are some post extraction techniques that even I don't know because I've been out of the game for over a year. Sure. So like, over a there, year. There have, new, there have been some new. Th- it, yeah. Right. I cannot that's, believe how fast I'm joking, you, but right? it's moving fast, man. Yeah. So yeah, and I it, I can't keep up. Sure. And um, there there are some things I don't know. I've I've seen just bits and pieces. I know some people are taking the rosin, um, putting it at like ninety degrees. I've seen di- different things, but I can't definitively say this is what you do to create. Or I've I've even seen stuff where people have gotten acid recrystallization solventlessly with, with rosin that has enough terpenes in it that act yep. as the acid in that reaction, to where you really get like. Like diamonds and sauce, right? But solventless diamonds and sauce. Somebody's been reading cannabis alchemy. I'm telling you, man. They were there. There was like a formula for this in the '70s, man. Uh, 
what was it? D Gold made this book, Cannabis Alchemy. That was just the most. It talked about uh, uh, what the heck was it, man? Uh, recrystallization. I remember Acid he had acetates. He would make man, and I was like, I remember. Like, Fuck that. Once I bought the gallon of ether, I was out, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so if anyone out, if anyone in the DGC knows more about this, oh, let's comment, talk about man. it. Let's, let's yeah, talk about it. Let's start a discussion. It's a community. I brother. think that's one of the benefits of having the DGC. You know, we can. We can share some really good knowledge. You know, there, there are those of us who work in the industry at times, and there are also people who just geek out at home and focus nothing on nothing but cannabis. And the man's an artist. Yeah, yeah. We need to pull that knowledge together. So some of this post extraction process. Right. If anyone knows a lot about it, I know a couple of people. You know, I know a couple of DGC members that do a lot of solventless extraction, um, and I bet they know quite a bit. So let's start it. Hell yeah, but teach me something, man. First off, is this real? Are you kidding me, man? I know what sauce is. I know that that exists, man. Yeah. Sauce is just like a little terpy mix, right? Yeah, so, so what, just like with live resin, each dispensary is creating, a, you know, trying to create their own branding. Sure. And they're calling it different things. Um, you know, I see it called jam, sauce, like um, solventless sauce. Right. You know, you have to be kind of specific does look like whenever jam, you say though. sauce. Yeah. It does look like jam. Yeah. Yeah, like 17 Labs here in Denver. That right. They're calling theirs um, like a rosin jam, right? Isn't that what they're calling it? Yeah. I would go to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, some of the stuff <laughs> coming out of 710 Labs is just ridiculous. And yeah. par- part of that falls just to where their garden. You, I mean, so, sure, quality and quality. You can't out. even get some of these like six star water hashes uh, and full melt hashes right. unless you have your garden dialed in Absolutely. to begin with. Yeah, it makes it makes so. Again, I just want to get back to this. If I pull my shit out of the freeze dryer, what? How can I make? Uh, what do I make? I can make any of these things. I can make sauce. I can make jam. You can, or you can take that. You can take just what comes out of the the freeze dryer, right? You know that we call that. You know, six star hash is what we've talked about a lot. Sure, it's also just called full melt. Okay, you can you can just drop that full melt right on your dab. You know, right on your nail and dab it that way, and they're. There shouldn't be any. Right. Um, I'm about to do that, man, yeah. with some of that white stuff, yeah, man. Yeah, me too. Okay, so if I don't want to walk around with white powder then, man, what can I do with it, man? That gets that, that gets <laughs> into the post-extraction right. processing, some of those techniques. That, okay. Um, and, of course, you know, and I'm talking about after you press it out. Sure. Yeah, there are many things you can do from there to create different consistencies. Interesting, man. Yeah. Interesting. All right, man. I learned something. You know what yeah, I think good. it's time to do, brother? Yeah, I think it's time to smoke, man. Let's do it. Let's check out some of these goods. Jeremy, this was really good, man. Uh, Appreciate the hell out of it, bro. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, man. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Love for the plant. Check them out. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. It's just weed, it's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on It's just weed 
Smoking weed. 